Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to Episode 62. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together this podcast to answer questions that folks are wrestling with concerning Christianity and the Christian life. So this week we're going to answer a question that I've been hearing a lot over the last 11 or 12 years now here at the Kerbinsville Christian Church because we have taken the position that you can come as you are on Sunday morning. You don't have to dress up. And we will hear people asking us this particular question. And here it is. Do I need to dress up for church? Do I need to dress up for church? And usually I hear that question from two types of folks. First of all, I hear it from folks who've never gone to church before and they want to maybe come to church because they're curious about Jesus or they're curious about God, but they have it in their mind that they have to dress up to come to church. The other group of folks that I hear it from are those who would be adamant in saying that you need to dress your best for God. And so that's where that question comes from. And I've been reluctant, to be honest with you, to really even address this issue. Just tried to actually, to be honest with you, just to ignore it. But it really seems to be an important question that I need to answer and to maybe try to give a biblical perspective on where I can. So let's look at it. Let's take a look at this issue today. So first of all, let's talk about the issue. We're going to talk about the issue and the support that's given to dressing up for Sunday. And I'm going to kind of point out the problem with that. Then we're going to talk about, is it a biblical mandate or is it just a personal preference? Is it a biblical mandate or is it just a personal preference? And if it is a personal preference, does that hold weight in how a church should operate? Okay, so we're going to talk about that. And then what we're going to do is is we're going to draw to a close and talk about how did we arrive at the position that we have here at Kerbinsville Christian Church. There's a story behind that, and we'll just give that to you. And then I've got some things to say to those who demand it and to others who have a question about it. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about the issue. Really, this wasn't an issue up until maybe a few years ago when churches started to change the expectation they had of folks when they came to church. Because before, people would dress their Sunday best, especially around Easter, there would be special dresses, and people would dress up to come to church. But here lately, with the shift in our culture, this is one of the things that is changing. And what has happened is is that this has created a disturbance in the church, because there are some in the church who demand that if people are going to come to church, they need to dress their best. And this is the support they give. They say that if you were to appear before the president or the governor, or to my Canadian friends who are listening, if you were to appear before the queen, 
you would dress your best. But when you come to church, you're appearing before the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and you should dress your best as you come to him. And usually when I talk to somebody about this issue, they always bring up this illustration. To be honest with you, they don't usually bring up any other support from the Bible, and we'll talk about that here in a moment. Now, here's the problem with their illustration. It sounds like a good illustration, seems very valid, but there's some problems with it. Here's the problem with it. First of all, when we talk about appearing before the president or a governor or the queen for our Canadian friends, the reality is, is that usually when you appear before those folks, there is a dress protocol that needs to be followed. In fact, that was something that was pointed out during the George W. Bush administration, how he demanded that everybody who appeared before him was dressed in a coat and tie. And there's a story of some Democratic representatives going to the meeting and then having to leave because they weren't dressed appropriately. So there's a protocol for appearing before either the president, maybe a governor. Probably there's a protocol appearing before the queen. Now, those of you who would support the concept of dressing up for church says, well, hey, there's a protocol for appearing before the king of kings. Actually, this is what I want to point out to you. There isn't. There isn't a protocol. The only protocol that we have is found in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, where it talks to women about dressing modestly. Okay, well, yes, we're talking about modest dress, George. We need to dress modestly. Yes, but if you read the scripture, let me read the scripture to you. And in like manner also, that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing. Here's what he's saying. He wants them to dress modest so that they don't draw attention to themselves. And that's the point he's making here because he's saying, don't wear gold, don't wear pearls, don't braid your hair, and don't wear, listen for it, costly clothing. That seems to be an argument against dressing up for church. But here's the point I want you to see. There is no biblical mandate in giving this. There's no biblical mandate in how you appear before the Lord. Why? Because we see in in 1 Samuel, God says to Samuel, I don't look on the outward part of man. I look at their hearts. God doesn't look at how we dress up. He looks at the heart. In fact, think about the condemnation that Jesus gave to the Pharisees. He called them whitewashed sepulchers. That is, they looked good on the outside, but on the inside they were filled with dead men's bones. This is the point I want you to see. Yes, you can say this. Yes, you can give this illustration as a support, but there's problems with it. The biggest thing I want to talk about here as we talk about this whole issue about whether or not I should dress up for church is whether or not it is a biblical mandate or if it's just simply personal preference. Whether or not it is a biblical mandate, or simply just personal preference. So let's talk about it, because I'm a Bible teacher, let's talk about it from the perspective of a Bible. Is this a biblical mandate that I need to dress up for church? 
The answer is no. This is not a biblical mandate. In fact, you might actually be shocked to find this out. When you think about the New Testament and its commands and its requirements of the church, it actually gives the church a lot of latitude in how it is to function and a lot of latitude concerning what takes place in the worship service and so forth. Now, you do have instructions like in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14 concerning the use of spiritual gifts in the church. You do have instructions in Matthew 18 as well as in 1 Corinthians 5 concerning the whole issue of church discipline and dealing with sin in the church. But everything else as far as that is not really dictated by the scripture. Yes, it talks about the type of person that should be a leader in the church and the qualifications for that. But when it comes to the issue of dress, there is no biblical mandate. That needs to be understood. When we address this issue, and this is especially important because some people get emotional over this issue, there is no biblical support or mandate for how you should dress at church. Period. So then it comes down to the issue of personal preference. So the bottom line is, is that when we talk about how we dress to church, that really comes down to the personal preference of an individual or a group of individuals. So, but here's the problem. Personal preferences are not biblical mandates. Let me say that again. Personal preferences are not biblical mandates. So simply because you feel that it is appropriate for somebody to dress up for church or... So let's take the opposite perspective of that. Like at our church here, we have the perspective that you can come as you are, but that's our preference. Now, that preference, whether it's from our perspective that you can come as you are or from the perspective that you need to dress up for church, that's not a biblical mandate, period. That's not a biblical mandate. That's your preference. And let's just stop for a moment. That's okay to have your preference. So if you go to a church where they expect you to dress up, that's their preference. But it's not a biblical mandate. Or if you come to our church where we don't dress up, that's our preference. We don't have a biblical mandate either way. So that needs to be understood. So there needs to be some latitude given to one or the other. There needs to be some latitude given to those who expect people to dress their best. Okay, wonderful. But there should also be some latitude given from the folks who expect that to those who have ministries where they say, no, you don't have to dress up. So really, let's talk about the position we have here at Kermansville Christian Church. And how did we arrive at that position? Well, to be honest with you, the biggest influence on that de decision was myself. So let me just give you a little bit of background. 32 years ago, when I became a Christian, I went to an independent Baptist church in West Columbia, South Carolina. They had the expectation of dressing your best for church. And so, guess what, folks? I did. I didn't grow up with dress pants or a tie or a shirt. 
I grew up wearing jeans, t-shirts, or flannel shirts. But when I became a Christian, I went to this church, I invested in a jacket and some ties and some khakis so that I could, quote, dress my best, because that's what I thought was the appropriate thing. When I went on to study at seminary, that's when I first got my first suit. So when I came here in 2001, I spoke from the pulpit every Sunday with a suit. Every Sunday I spoke with a suit. Things changed in the fall of 2005. Let me explain to you why we arrived at the position we have that you can come as you are. You don't have to dress up. 2005, I was doing some studying and listening concerning things that you could do with the church, and I was listening to a speaker quoting an article from GQ magazine concerning the percentage of Americans who own suits in America. And what he said was, is that only 25% of American men own a suit. Now that caught my attention because I thought to a moment, wait a minute now, 75% of American men don't own a suit. Who are the 25 that do? So I thought about it. Lawyers, doctors, professionals, businessmen, Christians. But the vast majority of them don't. So that's in the back of my mind. Around that time, my brother died of a heart attack at a young age. So I went down to the funeral. And I was, I was going down, waiting for the funeral to approach. I thought that I would get together with my nephew. And so I called my sister-in-law and said, is my nephew available? And she said, no, he's out with his brother and my dad going to J.C. Penney's. And I said, well, why is he going to J.C. Penney's? Well, they need to get a suit for the funeral. And then it dawned on me that my nephew didn't own a suit, didn't have a suit. In fact, my brother, who was a police officer, they didn't own a suit. He just had a uniform. And her dad, who was a contractor in the area, a professional, had a great job, good pay. He didn't own a suit either. So here I was faced with a situation where even in my own family, people didn't own a suit, but they had to get a suit for the funeral. That's the second thing that happened. The third thing that happened, and this is what finally convinced me that we needed to make a change. I am the treasurer here in Kerwinsville for, for the Ministerial Association's fund to help people out with whatever financial difficulties that they have as far as rent or a utility bill or even heating costs. And we have a questionnaire that we fill out with the ministerium where we get their information and put that in a database to make sure people aren't abusing the our generosity. And so one of the questions I ask is, do you go to church anywhere here in Clearfield County? Now we ask that question because we want to point them in the direction of going to a church. And so one day I got a call and the first person on the line in answering that question says, no, we don't go to church. We can't afford it. Now, first of all, when they said that, that kind of took me aback. I, I didn't follow up with that. I was just like, what? You can't afford it? I was thinking maybe they were thinking they can't afford to give in the offering. Another month passes. I get another phone call. Same question from a different person. Get the same answer. They said, we really would like to go to church, but we can't afford it. So finally, I asked this individual what I should have asked the other individual. I said to them, 
excuse me, but do you mind if I ask, what do you mean you can't afford to go to church? And this is what she told me. She said, we can't afford the church clothes. We can't afford the church clothes. So I tried to explain to her that clothes really didn't matter as far as them coming to church. All that matters was them coming to church and so forth. Now, here's what happened from those three incidences. I realized that a vast majority of the people that we are trying to reach with the gospel don't have the clothes that we expect them to wear to come to church. And then that led me to a conclusion. Is my personal preference for people to dress up for church hindering people from coming to the gospel? And I don't want that to happen. So we changed our position here at the church. Now, that's where we're at here at our church. We are a come-as-you-are church simply because we're trying to reach as many people as possible with the gospel, and we don't want our personal preference keeping them from coming. Now, as we close out this question, I realize that those of you who are listening, you either are going to be okay with what I said, maybe you're going to be indifferent, really doesn't matter, but for some of you, I haven't convinced you at all, and to be honest with you, I know that I'm not going to convince you. But I am going to say something to two groups of people here. First of all, to those of you who really feel strongly that people should dress up to come to church, here's what I want you to consider. Number one, what you're strongly emphasizing is not a biblical mandate. In fact, if you could show me from Scripture where it is, I would be glad to hear you and to consider the Scripture. But you're not going to find it in the Scripture. So it's not a biblical mandate. It's your personal preference. Now, the moment that you demand that your personal preference should be imposed upon others, it becomes legalism. And so you need to ask yourself, in your strong feelings about this, are you actually developing a system of legalism that is really hindering people from coming to the gospel and coming to Jesus? To the second group, it's this. You are interested in God, you don't know about God, and you're wondering, do I really need to dress up? Here's the answer. No, you don't need to. Just come and listen, and learn, and you'll find Jesus, and he accepts you right where you're at, because he looks at your heart, not how you're dressed on the outside. The Finding Clarity podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church, where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And so each week, we answer questions that you have. And you might be saying, well, George, I've got some questions. How do I get that to you? Well, there are several ways that you can do that. If you attend the services here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church, we would encourage you just to write that question down, throw it in the offering, or you can hand it to me or one of the leaders, and they'll get it to me. By the way, if you don't have a church home and you're looking for a church home, we would encourage you to attend the service here at Kerwinsville Christian Church on Sunday. 
We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, PA. Our service starts at 1045, and as we've already mentioned with this podcast, we really don't care how you dress. We just want you to come and hear about Jesus. If you're on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash Podcast. We encourage you to like the page so you can keep up with what's happening with the podcast. But you can personal message us through that page, or you can write on our wall. We'll hear, see your question, and we'll look at answering it here on the podcast. You can also contact us through our church webpage, kerwinsvillechristian.org, and just go to the contact page there, and you'll see how you can get in contact with us. Next week, we're going to look at another question concerning the Christian life. And it has to do with the struggle that we have with our sin. And so here's the question. How do I move beyond my sin? How do I move beyond my sin? Really, it has to do with how do I get victory over sin in my life? Until next week, take care.